right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Welcome to episode 102. Man, what a journey this is turning out to be, isn't it? Before we get started, I want to make some announcements. We got the two-year anniversary of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast coming up. That is going to be aired on August 26, 2022. And what I'm going to be doing is I have the phone lines open. So you can call and you can leave a voicemail message and I'm going to play it on the air for the two-year anniversary. And if you wish, if the show has touched you or has inspired you or motivated you to do anything for yourself in your life, in chasing your health and you want to express your gratitude you can give a call to the show that is 505-652-7268 again that number is 505-652-7268 I also want to tell you guys about my Facebook groups I have two Facebook groups One is just a general Facebook group for the podcast, the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast Facebook group. And the other one is the Ranting Weight Watcher Consistency Challenge group. So now if you want to become a part of the podcast group, you could just search. You can actually go to my Linktree page, the Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Or you can just go on Facebook, go to the group section and search Ranting Weight Watcher podcast and you should find that. The consistency group, you search RWW Consistency Challenge. Now, why would you want to be in that group? If there's anything going on in your health loss, weight loss journey and you feel like you're not consistent in that thing. Everybody has stuff that they're not consistent with. So if it's something you want to work on, this group of individuals that are in the consistency challenge, they are working hard to become consistent in some aspect of their journey. So for everybody, it's different. It doesn't, it, they're not all working on the exact same thing. They are all making declarations on how, how they're going to work on it, when they're going to work on it, where they're going to work on it. 
They're being very detailed. They're making posts for accountability on whatever it is they're working on. So if they're working on drinking more water, if they're working on tracking, if they're working on weighing and measuring, if they're working on getting more activity in, whatever it is, they are making themselves accountable in the Consistency Challenge Group. And if you wish to join the Consistency Challenge Group, please just go to the Facebook and just search RWW Consistency Challenge and you'll find us. You can ask request to join and I'll let you in. All right. No more announcements. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, we had a 1.2 pound gain this week. For the month of July, we ended July minus 5.2 pounds. So not bad for the month of July. We did pretty good. Total lost since January 2019 is 154.2 pounds. Pounds remaining to our current milestone goal of the 175 milestone is 20.8 pounds. And pounds remaining to get to our big milestone goal, 200 pounds, is 45.8 pounds. You know, so many times I've been told people love how real I am. And, you know, everyone loves somebody who's real and authentic until that person says something that they don't like. So I'm going to say this right now. Consider this your warning. You may be triggered by this episode. Where my little conversation starts today has to do with Weight Watchers Connect. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Weight Watchers has their own social media, like Facebook, Twitter kind of thing called Connect. And the only way you can access it is if you're part of Weight Watchers. This social media used to probably be the best social media I've ever experienced. Until they created something called polls. <laughs> you know what? That's when it all went downhill. Polls. All you see since they created the option to make a poll is polls. And they're enough to make you crazy. And basically, it's just a question you're asking the general public about something. And soon, this poll thing just revealed how few people can make their own decisions. I mean, we started off with a bunch of, oh, which dress should I wear? A or B? <laughs> and then we went over to like, oh, what bathing suit looks best on me? A or B or C? Now we're seeing stuff like, which day should my weigh-in day be? Really, which day should your weigh-in day be? Why is that a question you need other people's opinion on? What is up that people can't make even the simplest decision of what day should their weigh-in day be? How about it's whatever day you want it to be? Why does anybody else's input about that question matter? It's whatever day you can actually make time to step on the scale. How about that? Why do you need other people's input 
on this question. I'll never understand this. But that's not even when it really started getting bad. That's just, that's the kind of stuff that makes you scratch your head. Because people know this about the world. People know we live in a very enabling world. And now you see stuff like, should I eat this 50-point piece of cheesecake? Oh, I'm surrounded by everything that triggers me. Should I just eat something? Everybody else is eating something. Should I join them? People are using the polls to make themselves feel better. Well, I'm not the only one that would have done this. First of all, if you want a 50-point slice of cheesecake, it doesn't matter that you want it. Track it. That's what matters. Put it in your tracker. Don't try to ask the public, oh, would you, should I eat this, and then eat it and not track it. Because then that's a problem. That's the problem. It's, listen, you want a 50-point slice of cheesecake, that's on you. It's not on me. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to tell you you're, you're crazy for eating a 50-point slice of cheesecake. Just eat it and track it. That's what you're asked to do. Why do you need input of other people? And that is not even, I mean, this goes so far. Everybody is looking for a way not to blame themselves when things are going wrong. We are surrounded in this world where people just want to do whatever they want to do and don't want any of the blame or any of the consequence for when the reparations for their actions come back at them. Every decision you make has a consequence, even if you think it's a good decision. Good decisions have consequences. Bad decisions have consequences. Every decision has consequence. This is why people make pro and con lists. Because literally every decision has a consequence. So what does it take? What does it take to really get you, all of you out there, really start making your own decisions? The other day... I'm scrolling through Connect. And I don't know why I do this to myself because the trending section is filled with this stuff. It's filled with polls of people trying to enable bad behavior. And I'm not telling you that Weight Watchers calls it bad behavior. I'm telling you the reason you're asking it is just because if 50 people say, yes, go ahead, go for it, that's 50 people that would have also done it. So you don't feel alone, which means you feel like less of a failure. That's really what we're talking about here. You're looking for a way to feel like less of a failure because you feel like the decision you face is either going to make you a failure or a success. And I say the decision you're making is going to make you a failure or a success regardless of it, whether there's some five people that would do it or 5,000 people that would do it. And it may not make you a success in the moment or a failure in the moment you make the decision. It may make you a success or a failure months, years from now. People don't make connections like I do. 
Listen, let me tell you something. My pastor, he was a tile guy. And he used to always say, when a tile man starts to lay tile, the first tile that you lay, if it's even an eighth of an inch off in your placement, by the time you get to the other side of the room, whichever direction you decide to go in, you're so far off, you have to start all over again. Because nothing is right. Because of an eighth of an inch, wherever you started, sent you so far off course, by the time you got to the other end, now you have to pull everything up. Just a part of life. That's what he would say. It's not my rule. I'm not a tile guy. I'm just telling you what was told me by a tile guy. But that same theology can be placed on any decision you make anywhere. Since 98% of the people don't actually want responsibility for the decisions they make, this is going to be easy of who, of, of who I'm talking to here. If you feel like I'm talking to you right now, it's probably because I am talking to you right now. I don't care when you make a decision, what decision you make. I don't care. I care that you own the decision. Don't try to play that it wasn't you. Don't try to say, oh, well, 5,000 other people would have done the same thing. It does not matter. 5,000 other people are not on your journey. So don't try to make it like this group thing. You all aren't all stepping on the scale together. You aren't all dealing with the same health problems. When the doctor looks at you on your yearly exam, he's not telling everyone else the same thing he's telling you. Every decision you make is yours and yours alone. I don't care what decision you make. I care that you own it. This pretending bullshit that the world is going through, trying to pretend like it's not their fault when things go wrong, it's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. So I'm a little off topic. Let me get back on topic. I see a poll the other day as I'm scrolling through the trending section. And that poll says something like, I'm paraphrasing now, Something like, have you ever taken a, a break from WW and then, and then come back? So now, the question alone screams frustration, right? Whoever posted this poll is frustrated by some aspect of the journey. Why else would you want to take a break if you aren't frustrated by something? And it's not even the poll itself that really bugs me in this case. Because you know what? When people are frustrated, they're going to say things and they're going to lash out and they're going to do all these things. And that's fine that you do that. Everybody has their way of dealing with their emotions in the moment. But this is an opportunity for the family that is connect to step up and encourage I see one comment in the comments. So, obviously, 
when you make a poll, you can set the answers, A, B, C, whatever. And each one represents something and people vote on it. But then you could comment, okay? And that comment that I'm going crazy of is there is no shame in that. Really, guy? Really? This is what you came up with to say to someone who's obviously frustrated, who's obviously hurting, who obviously needs a little lift, a little boost. This is what you choose to say. There's no shame in that. What if your words, six words here we're talking about, six words. What if those six words send that person off and they never return? And that's six words you said. There is no shame in that. That's the best you could come up with? There is no shame in that. Is probably the worst thing. The worst piece of, of advice. When somebody is obviously hurting. Somebody is obviously struggling. Somebody is so frustrated to the point where they can't, as they don't know what else to do except their solution is to take a break from the one thing that gave them whatever little help that they found. I don't know what the success or failure rate of this person was. I don't know how much weight they had lost in the past. I have no idea. All I know is that this comment drove me nuts. <sighs> How you get to that final time, that final restart, that time where this is, this time is the last time. We're going to talk about that after the break. Don't go anywhere. And now it's time for... Random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's fact comes from Diane. It says, the average European eats less than one teaspoon of peanut butter per year. The source of this information comes from Governor's Restaurant in Bangor. Oh, man. M.E. I don't I don't know what state is that me. Oh damn. Oh crap. Oh Maine. 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 I couldn't remember my state abbreviations. Ah, it sucks. I did a good job with that reading. But I I get an I get an F on the state abbreviation part of the test. <laughs> Well, for any of you who don't understand about the random facts, if you're new here, a few weeks back, I encountered a fear of mine that I've had since probably fourth grade, and that is a fear of reading aloud. So I decided to make it a challenge to finally defeat this fear at 44 years of age, and I made it part of the show. So if you'd like to be a part of this and you'd like to help me through something that I have feared since I'm in fourth grade, please send an email to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. In the subject line, put random facts 
This way I know not to open it until the last minute. Just because this is the one problem, really. It is so that I don't open it and read it ahead of time because I want this footage to be unedited and it'd be the one part of the show that is imperfect because I want to be able to gauge, am I getting better at reading aloud or not? Now, this one was nice, short, quick, and easy today. So, of course, I'm going to sound great. But, you know, the challenge is I want everyone to challenge me, whatever it is, because I really want to get better at reading aloud. And I, I want to be so good at it that it just becomes natural to me because this podcast is going places. It may not have happened yet, but it's not if, it's when. And I'm going to need to be able to be really good at reading aloud when the time comes. So again, thank you to Diane for being a part of this and thank you for anyone else who considers sending your random facts into the show. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So what can you do to start again For the final time. That's really what it's about. That's when you're done dealing with the nonsense. That's when you're done thinking of excuses. That's when you're done making deals with yourself. At the beginning of the final restart. Every final restart starts with something I like to call the honest self-assessment. There are thousands of people that would hear me say this and even hear you, they would hear me come up with an honest self-assessment of my own work. And the first words out of their mouth would be, don't beat yourself up. This is like the canned response for any time someone is thinking honestly about their work. The truth hurts. There's no getting around the truth. I'm not talking about sitting here calling yourself stupid for not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. That is stupidity to do that. That is beating yourself up. In the beginning of this podcast, I don't remember which episode, but I did an episode on what I called constructive versus destructive thinking. It matters how you say it, not what you're saying. Do you follow me? If it's true that you never track, there's two ways you can deliver that. You could say, I don't track. This is one of the things I need to fix. Or you could say, ah, I'm so stupid, I never track. Now, what do you think is the difference between these two statements? Constructive thinking... I don't track. There is zero emotion involved in that in that statement. Zero emotion. Destructive thinking. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I can't follow this plan. I just I never track. I never do what I'm supposed to do. There's a ton of emotion involved. And this is destructive thinking. The key is if it's true It's just simply true. There's no emotion involved. I don't track. 
I don't weigh and measure. I don't exercise. Simple as that. I need you to make an honest self-assessment of what you're doing and what you're not doing. Take ownership of the choices you've made of the things you choose not to do because that's really what it boils down to. It boils down to a choice. You made a choice that certain things were not necessary. And here we are dealing with the choice because your lack of results are what caused it. Listen, if the apple tree doesn't produce fruit, is it the apple tree's fault or is it the person that planted the apple tree's fault? Did the person who planted the apple tree take into consideration the climate, take into consideration the amount of sunlight that hits the area where it's planted, the amount of water that comes in the area that it's planted? Were all of these things taken into consideration? Or was that just, ah, that's not important. Let's just stick the seed in the dirt. There are fundamentals to Weight Watchers. There are fundamentals to every weight loss plan ever created since the beginning of time. And following the fundamentals would bring success in any weight loss plan. Whether or not that weight loss plan is sustainable for you, that's another question entirely. But following the fundamentals in any one of these plans is absolutely required in order to achieve any type of success whatsoever. There is no arguing that. Habits and rituals done over days, weeks, months, years put you in the position you were in the day you decided to start your weight loss plan. So everybody disregards that. Every choice that you made that put you in this position, they completely forget what put them there. And it's not that they forget. They choose to not remember it. They can go on for years and years and years of making poor choices. And then a doctor tells them, you have diabetes, you need to make a change in your life. And they cry, woe is me. Why me? Why is everything happening to me? You are reaping the benefits of the seeds you've been planting for years to come. See, From the time we're born, we start to die. From literally the moment of our birth, we start to die. 
Now, the day you're born and the day you die, you don't really have control over the exact day. But the choices you make in between the day you were born and the day you die dictate the length of time in between those two dates. And people want to pretend that nothing they do affects that. They want to pretend that their choices have nothing to do with that, that everything is destined. We will literally tell ourselves anything and believe it if it takes the blame away from what we're doing. So now if you're listening to me today and you're still here after everything I've been saying, congratulations. Because the same way you've been making all of those decisions to put yourself in this situation, all you need to do to get yourself out of it is make a bunch more. If you're laboring under the delusion that this is going to be over quickly, sorry. You took how many years to put yourself in this situation? 5, 10, 15, 20? What is it? What's the number? How long have you been working on getting yourself in this position to need a weight loss program? If the saying goes, it's harder to take off than it is to put on, how much more time will it take to take it off? It was habits and rituals that put you in this position. And it is habits and rituals that will take you out of this situation. The foundation of lasting health the foundation of complete success in every thing you attempt. Number one is going to be consistency, not perfection. Anything done consistently that isn't completely accurate is far better than done sporadically and perfect every time. If you almost never do it, but every time you do do it, it's perfect, it's worthless to you. But if you do it consistently and you're not exactly perfect, you're doing much better than the person who is. This is the key. This is the key to my success. Consistency, not perfection. If you've listened to me for any amount of time, I preach consistency like it's law. Like it's the law of the land. Consistency in the core values of whatever health plan you've chosen is essential to achieving the goal you wish to achieve. Not 
perfection. Perfection is useless. Another thing that's needed is dedication, not motivation. Motivation is one of those catchphrases, one of those hot topics that everybody's looking for. It's like the pot of the gold at the end of the rainbow. Everybody thinks it's there and they're all looking for it. If you find it, it is as temporary as a firework. You put a firework on the ground and you take your match. You light the match. In the time that it takes for the wick to burn and the explosion to happen, that is how temporary motivation is. When people lose motivation, they look for more. That is not how it works. Being willing to do it regardless of whatever motivation you think you found or feel is what's required. Dedication to what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, where you're doing it, how often you're doing it, what you're doing is essential. Motivation, worthless. You don't want to listen to me? Fine. It doesn't matter what I think in the end, right? What worked for me didn't work for you. Okay, fine. I'm not telling you to take a magic pill. Yet, if I was, you'd be more willing to take the pill than to listen to me say it takes hard work and dedication. Another key to the foundation of lasting health is discipline over grace. Have discipline more times than you need grace. Do you understand what I'm telling you here? If the amount of times a year or amount of times a month you hear give yourself some grace is more than the times you've shown some sort of discipline, there's something wrong there. There is an imbalance. Because in order to get yourself out of the situation you're in, you have to be the opposite side of the pendulum. At least over half the way there. If I'm throwing numbers, you got to be 75, 80%. of the time, 75% of the time, you're having discipline. And the other 25, 20, 25%, you're needing grace. If it's reversed, 
you're, I don't know what kind of success you think you're going to achieve. Discipline over grace. How do you achieve discipline? By doing the core fundamentals of whatever plan you've chosen on a consistent basis. That is how you achieve discipline. By doing the things over and over and over and over again Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you want, regardless of any situation or circumstance, over and over and over, consistently. So consistent that it is as normal as combing your hair, brushing your teeth. It has to be that fluent. The things you do to achieve health have to be as fluent as brushing your teeth and combing your hair. Another thing is balance over emotion. If the amount of times you're balanced is less than the times you are emotional and you know you make bad decisions when you're emotional, then taming the emotion is part of the process. How do you eliminate emotion? If all of your concentration is doing the work consistently in whatever way you've chosen to do the work, How can emotion be involved? At the end of the day, the opportunity is guaranteed. The result is not. And even with all of the hard work and dedication, I step on the scale every Saturday morning with the chance that I will receive a result I do not like. You saw it this week. And either way, I tell you guys, every episode, what it is. Win, lose, or draw, you know it. I don't do that for me. I do it because it is what it is. If I'm going to tell you about the successes, I got to tell you about the failures. It's that simple. There is no just downward slope. The world of weight loss is like the ocean. One second, you're in the water up to your waist. The next second, it's down by your ankles. And the second over that, you're in over your head. It is a roller coaster even when you do everything as consistently as possible. So if you don't do anything consistently, how much more of a roller coaster would it be if even me, someone who is consistent, has fluctuation? 
So I wanted to end today's show a little bit differently. Typically, when we take a break, you hear something I wrote that I call the Ranter's Creed. And many of you know that if you want a copy of that creed, you can go to therantingweightwatcher.com and you can download a PDF version of that creed. But recently, I was inspired to revise the creed. And when I finished it recently, I realized that it's not really a revision. It has taken on a whole new thing. It's almost like it has taken on a life of its own. This also will be on the rantingweightwatcher.com available for download. And up until this moment, here we are. It is Wednesday night that I'm recording this message to you. I did not know really what to call it. But out of nowhere, the title hit me. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, You are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe, because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. 
I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. <laughs>